And we are back. This is Alexander Juan Antonio Cortez. And this is my podcast, The Art of Health. So we are, as I've said prior, we are now on Patreon. Or I am on Patreon. Well, I should say we are on Patreon. There's a... I consider... I always conceptualize and consider everyone that supports my work that I do as friends. So we're on Patreon, and if anyone should desire to support, feel free to do so. Obviously, there are incentives that I've created, but I want this to grow. I want this to affect and access people. And that said, enough of that. The subject at hand for today, the subject at hand, why you need to get rid of your stupid, shitty friends. Why you need to drop your stupid, shitty friends. And really, you do. Really, you do. I've worked with many different kinds of people. And one of the red flags of a futile, or what will be a futile attempt to change lifestyle. It, it is when all of someone's friends are living in the past that they are trying to get away from. One of the biggest red flags when someone's family is living in the past that they are trying to get away from. So red flags everywhere. When you see someone in a situation where they are attempting to change, when you are attempting attempting to change, and the environment around you is fixated on remaining the same, that is going to be an obstacle. It's going to be a very critical obstacle. And I call this, I've come to call this, the stupid, shitty friends effect. I say that jokingly, but I also say it seriously. I say this when people's friends or family are completely impeding their efforts to change. They want you to stay the same. And this becomes multiple obstacles that you have to deal with. And the reality, the greater reality, self-doubt is always going to try to sabotage you. Self-doubt is already going to try to sabotage you. Doubt, by any practical definition, is self-sabotage. But then there's another pitfall that you end up needing to be prescient of. Sabotage by others. Saboteurs. People that are saboteurs. People that commit sabotage against you. And when you make an effort, when you make an effort to become healthy, when you make an effort to honestly act out healthy behaviors, when you make an effort to no longer practice what has been unhealthy, when you make an effort and you take action on your intentions, you may very well find a lot of pushback from those people that are close to you. You'll have friends that are dismissive of what you're trying to do. They'll tell you that you don't need to change, that you're delusional, that why did this suddenly present itself as something to expend your energy on? What makes you think you need to do this? You'll have family that's abrupt, that is cold, that they're not interested in hearing it. You'll have people close to you, your best friends, your spouse. 
your partners. They'll become argumentative with you over minor irrelevant points as to why you're doing this or what you're doing. They'll question you as if you did something wrong. And more than anything else, more than all this together, all this combined, really, not more than anything, but all this combined, what does this amount to? It amounts to doubt. They are doubtful. So any enthusiasm that you express, it can become short-lived because they'll try to kill it. As soon as they begin to see you are really going through with this, your energy, they'll try to stop. And the closer these people are to you, the more in of your inner circle that they are, the more adverse their behavior will be, the more adversarial they will be to your efforts. Very rare, very, very rare, is, it the, is there a person who finds that their external world of friends and family is 100% supportive. That is uncommon. It is not impossible. It's not improbable. But it is uncommon that someone finds that when they announce that they are changing, when they make this process of change, of transformation, of reformation, rarely does it occur that everyone they know supports their efforts. At best, ideally, optimally, sure that does happen. But pragmatically, realistically, it ends up being 50-50. You find some people are supportive, some people are not. And at worst, at worst, you find out that everyone around you is shitty to you and stupid and unsupportive. These are your saboteurs. These are your toxic people. These are your energy vampires. These are your parasites. These are the parasitic people that are going to try to drain you of what you're doing. And why do people do this? Why do people try to sabotage? other people? Why do people like and love to see other people fail? Because if you are changing, and you are changing for the better, it is a reflection of them. It is a reflection that they must gaze upon. Everyone, everyone in our lives is a reflection of ourselves. Everyone. So when you start changing, you disrupt their sense of reality. You disrupt their life. Everyone we know is a mirror of ourself. Everyone we know is a mirror of our sense of self. So when we look in the mirror, when we look in one of our mirrors, and it has turned unfamiliar, we react accordingly. Especially when it shows us what we don't want to see. Everyone desires to feel different on some level. Few people ever act on it. So when they see you changing, and you're improving, and now they are contrasting with themselves, and they know that they are not, that is a shameful feeling. That is a painful feeling. That is a stark reminder that our reality and our life is not what we wish it to be because how many people really pursue being better every day how many go through the changes if transformations were common 
we would not make such a big deal out of it. And as such, it's not common. So when someone sees someone going through with something like that, when someone sees someone they know going through with a recreation, they are pissed off. They are annoyed. They are adversarial. They are doubtful. And they are starkly aware of their own desire to change that they've ignored themselves. And that's that painful, shameful feeling. So it's easier to stop the other person than to admit to your own shortcomings. It's easier to stop the other person than admit to lacking the nerve to change yourself. It's easier to stop the other person than face the fact that you are discontent with how you are living. And sometimes it's just one person like this in your life. And you can ignore them. You can cut them out. You can no longer speak to them. You can deal with it. Other times, other times, it's all of your friends. Other times, it's all of your family. And at these times, it's a decisive choice to make. Either you live like they do, or you live apart. Do not live among people who are bad for you. Sometimes, you must be alone, and maybe be lonely for a little while, as I've said before. Because there are better people for you. And you must be relentless with this, with your own efforts, with your own mental state, with your own solitude, and with your external environment as well. You must change where you are to change who you are. You must change who you know to become yourself, to become you. I was traveling once. I was going through Ohio. I was leaving the airport. And I got a taxi. I got a taxi from the airport. This is before Uber. This is before I really knew this is before I knew about Uber. So I just got a taxi. And I met a man and he was driving the taxi and I never got his name. And he was from Sierra Leone, so he was actually he was from the Conflict Diamond country, back when Conflict Diamonds were a thing to talk about in the news. And he had been a miner. He'd actually been a miner. I don't, even, I don't know if it was legal or illegally or if it even mattered, but he had mined diamonds. He had grown up doing that. And he'd had a hard life to get to the United States. Truly hard. When people talk about life is hard. Going from that kind of environment to another, that's hard. Most people's lives are not hard. You just want to believe. You just want to believe it to be. This gives you a reason not to take action. Anyway, but this gentleman, he, he told me a story. He described how he, when he was mining, there would be all these men working, all these people working, men and women, and they're pulling diamonds out of rock and mud and dirt, and they're digging into the earth. They're digging into the ground, into this fixated, firm force of nature. They're digging to this foundation of earth, burrowing down, and they're pulling up mud, they're pulling up dirt, they're pulling up rocks, and they're having to scrounge through this with their eyes and their hands, bit by bit by bit, looking for diamonds. And he told me how, you know, we think, he told me how we think diamonds are valuable. You know, valuable was, it was a hard word for him to say. He said it is valuable. 
But diamonds are not valuable. Not when they're in the earth. Not when they're stuck. When something is stuck, when something is dirty, when something is held in place, it's just worthless. It serves no purpose. But when he went mining for these diamonds, when everyone went looking for them and they pulled them out and they performed this literally back-breaking work to find them, and people are dying, literally looking for these things, and then they're cleaning them, and then they're washing them, and then after that, after they've found them, after they've pulled them out of the ground, then they're beautiful. Then they're very, very beautiful. And then they're valuable. And he said, do you see why? Valuable things, they must be apart from dirty things. Valuable things must be unstuck. Valuable things cannot be held in one place where they cannot be seen. People who buy diamonds, what do they do? They don't want just one. They want many diamonds. People put diamonds together. They put them together necklaces and jewelry and earrings. And then together, they're expensive. But only when they're seen. Only when they're used for something. He said how he left his country because... He wanted to be like those diamonds. It had nothing to do with wealth or money or I want power or I want prestige. But he saw all the human effort that went into making something valuable. And he realized he could do that for himself. He realized that a person can do that for themselves. And he was right. He was very, very right. Do not be sabotaged by peace, by people. Do not be sabotaged, least of all by others, but most of all by yourself. If you are stuck, if you are fixated, if you are rooted into the ground of where you are, you're not a fucking tree. <laughs> you're not a tree. You're not a rock. You're not something that cannot move because it has no power to move. You're a human being by the very nature of having two hands and two feet and two arms and two legs. You can always move. You can always move. On any given day, anyone can reasonably make any decision that will change their life for the rest of their life. On any given day, you can make a decision that will change your life for the rest of your life. And that's not inspirational. That's just fact. You could send yourself to prison today and go kill a man lying at Starbucks. You could drive your car for bridge. You could plow into that goddamn bank. There always is a long checkout line that annoys the hell out of you. That's dramatic and that's drastic, but it's true. Or you could do something or decide to do something and start doing something that changes the direction of your life for the rest of your life. And it might require patience. It might require time. Or man, it might require work, but you can do it. So don't be ruined and brought down by stupid, shitty friends. Change that situation. Change them. Get rid of them. And do it for yourself. Do it for yourself. Because, as always, nobody is going to do anything for you. Everything that you do is your fault. Everything is your fault. So take advantage of that. Until next time, people. 
I will talk to you all again, and good luck.